This podcast is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, this is the Hype Geek Podcast where we talk about gaming culture, provide news, laughs, etc. A big thing that we do every year so far has been to end the season with a reflection. So yeah, this is the end of season two. Season three is going to be lit as fuck because we're actually going to dive into this more seriously. As you can see, we have at Hype Geek on Instagram now. Hype Geek is a registered trademark, which is fucking hype. So we can get at Hype Geek everywhere. The Instagram page is up and running. Shout out to Ari John, our third host that we're testing out. It's going to be posting mood board picks about gaming, Hype Geek news. So definitely go follow us at Hype Geek and then at Hype Geek Pod on Twitter. We're going to figure out the handle for that too. We're going to bring on hella guests, right? We just wrote out a list of some epic fucking people that want to come on the pod or are listeners of the pod. And yeah, we're just going to grow the presence of the podcast. And now we're going to talk about the end of season two right no yeah yeah i guess before we get into like the high ground side of things let's talk about season two of the hype geek podcast itself right we had a, we tried out a couple guests right we had attach and accuracy which is pretty fun we had dalton schultz and a player yeah i was about to say you got to say who it is bro <laughs> people should know people should know Did you say who attach and accuracy are attach and accuracy pro call of duty players you guys should also know them yeah I should definitely say it though. We had Extra Sly who started Extra Gaming, and Extra Gaming had popped the fuck off this year, yeah, for sure. And All because he came on the Hype Geek podcast. Let's be definitely. honest. Definitely, yeah, yeah. We we created his entire career, yeah. and we should own part of Extra Gaming. <laughs> Just kidding, jokes. And we have Farouk. Right, that's how you say his name. Holy properly. Jesus Christ! What a butchering. Farouk, you were close. For a second, I was like, "What? What is he saying? <laughs> what are you saying, Ha?" It would just, if I were to say it in like the most whitest way possible, it would just be Faroque. Bro, right? this That's morning. people probably say it. Yeah, Faroque. Yeah, dude. Faroque. This morning, Aryan was like, sorry, I got to hop on a call with Chiam. And I was like, oh my God, bro. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Chan Chiam. Sounds like we're speaking oh Hebrew, bro. Lachiam. Lachiam. Yeah. There's so yeah. many H's in our names. I don't know yeah, what my parents are I mean, you could and, go, like, yeah, if you were the Middle Eastern dude. Your name would be pronounced Ha, for ha, sure. Yeah, Ashkan. Wow. You know, Aryan's older brothers, yeah, yeah, Ashkan. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is already hard enough, so thank God it's not like that. But yeah, those were our four or five major guests, or only guests of season. You didn't two. even explain who Farouk is, dude. Oh, my bad. We got <laughs> off topic. He's like an Instagram guru, um, yeah. social media god. Yeah. And he's like these pages have millions of followers. Yeah, he dropped some wisdom. You guys check all those out still on our page. Yeah, we still have those episodes. But, there was a kid in our Twitch chat, Faded Season, and he listened to every single episode. He had just found us on our Instagram, and he said that he out. listened to every episode. So shout out to him. Jeez, just yeah. binged it. Yeah, binged I didn't it. know that this is something. Yeah, I guess you could binge this and just get a ton of information. If you binged our entire podcast, you'd probably know as much as we do in the industry because we talk about everything that we know yeah. and more. So Quite knowledgeable. It's, it's great yeah trust so yeah season two was was super informative as you could tell if you listen to all the podcasts we're starting to evolve into more casual conversations this is why we're bringing on Aryan, and you guys give us feedback in terms of whether you like this format we just want to riff and just be a little more casual and just maybe limit the topics to like three or four topics and just go off and just talk about our experiences talk about everything we know because we don't want to have to rush through like you know this is what we heard this is what we're telling you and that's it and we're going to really incorporate more personality into season three. So we're really excited. 
we're not gonna be gone for long it's probably just two weeks just from christmas to new year's we'll be gone for the next two weeks and we're just gonna come back hard maybe make some changes we have an editor working with us now update the logo yep so that's that's everything on the yeah i'll update the logo for sure and we're just gonna do everything we can to uh spread this and grow this because post youtube vods yeah whatever you guys think we should do just hit us up tell us we know a lot of viewers yeah from like season one and if you're still here since season one give us a shout out like we'll definitely shout you out as well we want to hear your feedback those are the people we want to hear from the most so just glad you stuck around and that is the reflection of the hype geek podcast but if you're also ogs you might remember that after season one we had kind of like this it wasn't we were actually supposed to go through the topics that day i think and we kind of just went off on just a tangent of our experience as entrepreneurs because in season one we didn't really talk much about our experiences in esports we kept saying like yo we're doing stuff and it was a lot under the wraps because at the time we were planning something really fucking massive and we had to keep it a secret and we kept telling you guys like yo there's something gonna happen but that timeline got so delayed because of things outside of control so you guys might remember we guys we just kept leading you guys on with like this news that was about to come and then unfortunately that news actually never did come and we weren't at we weren't able to drop that like massive bomb on you guys of like holy shit this is what we've been working on for the entire year and it was quite disappointing and we kind of just revealed it in that episode you guys can listen to it if you want we weren't at our I wouldn't say we we're at like our happiest, but we weren't at our lowest either. We were just going through and just really understanding the roller coaster of a ride it was, which was starting a business. Yeah, we, right? we put our heart on a sleeve and said, hey, here's what fucking sucks. Just letting you guys know. Here's all the shit yeah. that we've been through. Yeah. And that was that was like the end of season one and what we talked about. And we had no idea, honestly, that this was what were to come in season two and through the Hype Geek podcast and through creating high ground, which is something we didn't honestly think of back in season one. Like we knew we were going to do something. We had some ideas and we played around with a couple ideas. I mean, the name of it was high ground. That, the, the name of the company that we were going to be right, watching was right. high ground. Right. But, but it wasn't keyboards. Yeah. It was a different business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't keyboards. So the vision was the same, right? It was the service, the Hype Geek, you know, this name of the podcast, the type of gamers like us, the culturally aware people. And, we did we we took different routes and we ultimately ended up with the one we thought was best serviced and we now ran with it but it was interesting to see that we had no idea honestly what we were doing beginning of january beginning of january 2020 right do you remember what we were doing back then i don't know if you want to say it but like yeah it was fuck, an idea we'll fucking say it yeah we were yeah. working on like a online matchmaking platform our whole thing was that it sucks to play online just normally like when you're matchmaking with randoms so what if we could figure out a way to pair you up with the right people to play with which is like everyone and their mother has come up with some sort of fucking concept like this but we wanted to do it differently where you had to be accepted into the platform it was kind of like a Mm -hmm. solo house application process and then we would pair you up based on sessions as opposed to just like instant login whenever and you'll have someone to play with we were like no we're gonna curate events for you to join so that like it was almost like something you could look forward to every week of like here's a bunch of stuff that you can do on our platform as opposed to just like here fucking do some shit right yeah so that was kind of a natural progression to 
what didn't happen and didn't work, which was the physical location. And we're not going to go dive too much into that. We talked about that in season one reflection. You guys can listen to that if you want. But everything has always been, and it's not like we're just bouncing between different ideas that we think will stick. It, it's along the same story of like the hype geek, right? Like this is hype geek is probably even stronger than high ground or e Coliseum, the gym or the consulting agency that we do. Hype geek is the thing that we care most dear about, not just the podcast, but the community, right? It's the name of everything that we're working for. And that's why we went from the physical location, which was a physical location for Hype Geeks, to a digital platform for Hype Geeks, to now a product for Hype Geeks, right? So we went through the physical location, then we hopped over to digital. We played around with that for a couple of months. And how do we come up with the idea of like just creating products? Am I allowed to tell you the truthful story, or do you want me to tell the story that like, you know, people just like, like have heard and they know and like it's also still the truthful story i don't know whichever you want to tell i'm not too sure what you're alluding to uh, okay i mean it i'll just say it so we uh we were in new york for the nike event and it was in february which is mm-hmm. funny enough because they were like you know china all of nike came like usa nike south america Nike. every nike division sent some influencers sent part of their teams to the nike 2020 forum fashion show right because it was like a fucking big ass event for them except for i think it was either nike china or nike japan they were like yeah covid like wiped them out you know like so funny to think that like we thought that covid was just gonna be gone because it hadn't come to the u.s right yeah 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 i remember being at the airport going to new york thinking like starting to become paranoid yeah a little bit like we're in this airport mask yeah I, I didn't wear a mask. I was like, ah, it's fucking stupid wearing a mask right now. Wow, man. I'm so glad I didn't catch it. That would have been terrible. We actually anyway, have a, yeah. a, a vlog of that event. We have right? a vlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go to the High Ground YouTube channel if you want to see what that was like. Anyway, we're there, right? And we're just like enveloped in, under the Nike wink, right? We're a part of the family. We're seeing like we went to the, their New York office, got to see how they do shit there, how they make product. We see the fashion show, right? We meet all these people that are also under the Nike umbrella, like fucking Virgil Abloh, Earlson, Travis Scott was in the room. Like the, we know that the chief design officer of Nike, like we dap him up. Like it, it was just a whole fucking crazy thing where we were basically like darlings of the Nike world for a second. And I'm wearing the wristband that they actually gave us from the event. And then on the side, I like set up a meeting with a VC who works at Lair Hippo. His name's Julian. And I visited Julian and I told him, hey, we're working on this platform. We're here for Nike. But also like, you know, on the side, we would want to sell like dope merch and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, honestly, like I believe in the platform, but I also believe in you guys like building like the Nike of gaming. I I think both things you would do well at. I don't want to like, you know, impose my own beliefs on you, but like personally, I think you guys would crush making the brand, but it's up to you on what you want to do. So w- after that meeting, I FaceTimed Cad. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I, face- I FaceTimed him and I-, I was wearing like a Stone Island. I just want to talk about this because it was hard as fuck. I was wearing like just a pink. I- all of New York. Actually. I was in Where Soho because they're, Island yeah, they're, they're, the meet their offices are in Soho, which is hype, right? So I'm in Soho wearing like a pink Stone Island ice jacket, right? From like 
2015 or 2016. There's only like one of 50 in the world, and I have one of these. I'm fucking ripping that sick-ass hat, cha-cha matcha shirt, and uh, brain-dead pants, and I think I was wearing Rick's. And I'm walking in Soho with like a laptop under my hand, so I just look hard as fuck. I look like someone who runs a hype geek brand, like who runs a sick ass fucking yeah. brand, like business guy, but also fashion guy in Soho. And so I'm feeling myself. I'm like, holy shit, this is what I want to do, right? We're, we got invited to Nike's fashion show. Like, this is the path. I just felt it, you know, like I got goosebumps, mm-hmm. right? And so I FaceTime Cad and I was just like, dude, like, yeah, we can do the platform, but also, like, we should t- we should do this. We should be like the Nike of gaming. Like, let's make a sick ass fucking brand. I'm just it just feels so right. And I remember Cargo and like, yeah, I want to do that. But like, also, we've been building this platform. Do that. Yeah, like, how are we, and how are we gonna do that? And I was like, dude, don't, like, dude, it's it's chill. It's simple. Like, we're gonna find a product. We're gonna figure out how to manufacture it, and then we'll market the fuck out of it, and we'll make this thing happen, right? It just, I just knew that we could do it and it just made sense. Like even if I was wrong, I said this on the call, I was like, even if we're wrong, I'd much rather, I'd be way happier if I was wrong building a sick ass fucking brand than honestly digital platform. No offense. I don't really give a fuck about making a digital platform because it's not really what I'm passionate about. And also making the gym, like I wasn't really passionate about it, but I didn't know that I didn't give a fuck about these things until I started doing this. And then I was like, fuck all that shit. So, yeah, I, th- I think the truth is that we saw the platform and the gym to be potentially bigger than creating a simple e-commerce brand. I say simple e-commerce brand in that like e-commerce is seemingly something that anybody could do. So we minimized it as an accomplishment. Right. But then when we viewed of like what we truly enjoyed when it came to whatever we're building, every time we thought of the gym, every time we thought about platform, the f- most fun part we conceptualized was creating the merch and the products for the Hype Geek. I remember when we would start something and be like, all right, how do we make merch for this? How do we create products for this? So when we fully shifted our thinking into just doing what we liked rather than doing what other people might view us to be successful or what we thought other people might like, then we were able to really explore the creativity and just engulf ourselves in that entire world. And the Nike New York event was definitely a catalyst for that because it showed us, and for me, the, the thought process was, if Nike wants us here and wants us to teach them and tell them about our world of esports and our understanding of the hype geek, why are we sharing? I mean, it's great to share with them, obviously, but why are we telling and teaching all these people when we could just be doing it ourselves too, yeah. right? Like we're explaining to them how to reach this audience and we're experts at this because we've done it through all these, all these different platforms and like digital and physical and to not do it with a product that we were so fond of and something that we loved was just a massive mistake. So when we were able to just come to terms with that and just start exploring, it wasn't like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's drop everything. We just kind of took it one step at a time. We just got a keyboard, right? Started testing out a ton of different keyboards and found the right manufacturers. And then after that, it just kind of snowballed and we just left the digital platform behind. There was just one meeting. I remember it was in your apartment, the one on the stream right now. We're sitting there. And we were just thinking like, all right, is this like the end of the digital platform? Are we just going to full fledge into this? And when we made that decision, I think that was one of the greatest things that we did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No offense, Cap. I had to convince you to do the keyboard thing. Yeah. No, you, there was a ton there. You had to do a ton of convincing. Yeah. I knew for a fact that like, this isn't something that, because like, because I come to Cap with a what, shit ton of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And it so, happens. It happens often, right? It happens often. And 
when I thought of moving over from the keyboard from the digital platform, I thought to myself that we were throwing away the past one and a half years of our lives working on the gym and the digital platform, right? I was because the digital platform made sense as the next step from a physical location. It was the digital version of that. Because if you guys remember, the physical e-coliseum was the exact same. It's like the Soho house of gaming, but in a physical location. It was session based. Uh, we had a lot of cool ideas, and to make it digital was like, okay, now it's more scalable. This makes sense. And then from that to a fucking e-commerce brand was just like, okay, how do I wrap my head around this? And then the more we talked about it, the more Rusty kept convincing me, I realized that the story isn't much different, right? We're still core to our beliefs of serving the hype geek. And when I framed that in my head and we were telling other people about that, then I then it kind of made sense to me that like, it doesn't really matter that it's different the storyline and the goal is still the same because we still care about the same consumer. It's not like we're going from gaming to like tennis and we're serving tennis players. It's like the hype geek, right? Again, like I said, tying back, that's the core to everything. And if we keep trying to serve the hype geek, like say these keyboards don't work, but we think of another thing towards the hype geek, I think we'll be successful no matter what because this community is really powerful and we understand it so well. Yeah, I mean, but like we got the samples in, we got all these different keyboards and like, he still wasn't down. I, and, and it made me doubt it too. Like, and he's like, how yeah. are we going to print across it? Like, so like it was very hard, uh, at the beginning and it's still mm -hmm. hard today. Like there's still things that we disagree on that. Like either you have to show me the light on, or I have to show you the light on like mm -hmm. literally right now, you know, we don't, we're thinking about our brand and like, we don't want to fucking like, we want to be like cav -empt or brain dead. We don't want to be, and no offense to these brands, but we don't want to be Pink Dolphin or the hundreds. That's like mass market consumer, like streetwear. It's like off the shelf, you know, like here's an AirPods case with off-white stripes on it, right? Mm -hmm. But we yeah. want to be like, you know, again, Cav Amped, Brain Dead. We don't want to be anti-social social club, right? But like, mm. you know, how do you grow and be a massive brand while still being dope like that? I have a feeling, again, I have a feeling that like we can do that and still make content on TikTok. Like that's literally a discussion Kat and I were having late last night still is like, would CavEmpt be on TikTok making content, right? And mm -hmm. we have this crazy idea of like shooting a keyboard into space, right? Sorry, if there's people that are hardware companies listening to this and you guys do the TikTok video, fuck you. But like we wanted to shoot this thing up into the space. And he was like, but would Cavent or Balenciaga do that? I'm like, 100% they would do it, but their content wouldn't look like some bullshit on YouTube, like how everyone's making YouTube content. It'd have to be cool. It'd have to have sick graphics, have to have sick music, which I, like in my brain, I know how to do that. But like to for me to explain that to Cat in a way that he can trust and understand what I'm talking about is very difficult. It would have to occur yeah. once we get there. You know, I don't know why I went on this tangent, but it was more so just to explain like these challenges never stop. But at least now, it's we get to do something that we fucking love. So the, the challenges are worth discussing. Whereas yeah. like the challenges before with the other projects were like it, it was exciting, but at the same time it was like fuck. Like there is another bump in this like road that we have to figure out. And even if we figure it out, there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. But everything leading up to this point so far, every bump we accomplished seemed to have gave us some exponential gain. And we didn't have to wait for those returns. It's like if we did something, we posted something cool, we got great feedback immediately. And it really helps us understand what our community wants. But yeah, like everything you've seen from our Instagram posts 
to like it, right we told the story of us coming with the idea and yeah i i frame it more optimistically but you, you should, it's good to ground us back to like the roots of it and that it's always been a back and forth between me and rustin because it's only two brains on this right and when it comes to two brains it's like we have to be more critical of each other's decisions because if i'm just riding on rustin's back or if rustin's just agreeing completely on me with everything it's it's we're not i don't think that's productive at all but like all the decisions we make, all the things that you see on our socials and everything that we do is like, it's very well thought out, I would say. It's something that we have to both agree on or we make some sort of like concession, a compromise yeah. in, in terms of making it work. Because I don't know if you guys could tell, but Russ and I are two very different people with two very, very different. different tastes. Very different. Very different. I, I would say I'm more conservative. Um, someone more on the conservative side when it comes to even branding, right? Uh, someone who's more critical when it comes to what our audience wants to see, whereas Rustin is very flashy, likes to put himself out there. You can speak for yourself, or you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Oh, just keep going, dude. <laughs> and, and he just likes to shoot things out there, right? He just shoots it out from there. The and just like let's the yeah, from the hip, just just lets it go and just sees what people think about it. Where I'm like very, I would say cal- calculated in a way that could be detrimental sometimes because it slows down the process. But that's just and, what happens. And right? my problem is like when you shoot from the hip, then you're like fuck, I didn't think this whole thing through. Maybe that wasn't the move. So we balance mm. each other very well in that case. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this as business partners or someone who's trying to start a business, it's great to have a partner that you are very similar with, right? Someone that will understand your vision and agree with you on a lot of things. And that's what creates chemistry. But at the same time, it doesn't have to co- It doesn't have to be like, an agreement on just business. It could be in terms of like our agreements is just how to service the high peak the best, right? And then everything else can be different and that offers different perspectives. So it's always good to keep an open mind. And even when you're choosing, say your co-founder or someone you want to work closely with, you got to see their traits outside of just the relation or their understanding of the market. It's got to be different perspectives, but ultimately you guys have that same goal, but that's just the business breach for now. And yeah, I mean, when it comes to all the reflections for what we did in 2020, New York was the last thing we actually did before quarantine, right? There wasn't any major events after that. Aside from launching the keyboard brand. Yeah, aside from that. Yeah. I, I think that was like, that was after, right, February came, right? And then we went to New York and then I went home in March because quarantine started and we just fucking put our head down and did this for from March until like what September when we launched yeah 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 March until September is when we launched and then we just planned a ton of drops right we did a restock of the sandstone we launched the skystone keycaps in Black Friday and then one week after we launched the complex board Mm -hmm. so it's it's been crazy. I think we had a lot of momentum from our launch and I'm very pleased to see where we're at and the plans we have for 2021 is even more exciting. So yeah. That's that's all I have to really say when it comes to the high ground stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say except for a big, big lesson for 2020 was do what you want to do. Be yourself. Really tap into your own true deep wisdom and you will make the right decisions that generate happiness and success in your life. 2019, which I think we mentioned in the reflection, possibly of the last season or in September when we did like a post-launch 
podcast recap was realizing the bad in not being true to yourself. You waste time, you do things you don't want to do, you're on the wrong path. And in general, you're just unhappy because you're succumbing to other people's opinions, other people's desires. You're basically, you're not living your life. You are surviving through your life. So be your fucking self. Not to say those ideas were like fucking dreadful, right? Just It's like you're all right in that like when we're doing the gym and this platform, it was just iterating on what we like were kind of it's it's all we knew, right? We were just far like from. We, it's like we were mining for gold, right? And like we weren't close enough to the gold. Yeah, it's like but we're even close to it. Wait, so we said this before, but like but even I when wasn't I think saying about, that about the business, though, man. I was okay. just saying that about like obviously the business is a part of it, but for yeah. me as well, a big learning that I've had is being more myself. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. How how do you feel now compared to? exactly one year ago today is uh, it like way the same like because the problems we still have just as many pro like problems are relative right like i feel like i still have similar barriers to like our company like trying to understand how to scale just as we did in the past so like how are you comparing your problems now to before like it's not i wouldn't say my life is easier now it's definitely more fun and i, I i'm happy i found the path that i like but how do you feel though, like with this current these current challenges? Way more. My life feels more hopeful. <laughs> hopeful. Yeah. Interesting way to put it. Yeah, like with the previous business mm-hmm. is or situations, it felt like I wasn't going to be able to get to the dreams or the goals or the vision I had for my life. Mm. Especially not last year. This time, now I feel way more hopeful. There are times where like there is an irritation that I feel like, you know, oh, this didn't work or like, oh, fuck, like this sucks. It's just like an impatience thing and an irritation thing. And like I I couldn't really pinpoint it until like I meditated this morning and I came to the very interesting conclusion, which is like part of it, the irritation or the dissatisfaction that I experience maybe like once a month or twice a month so like bi-weekly or once a week is just like it comes from you know the realization i came to was i am i'm motivated to the reason i shoot from the hip is like i'm motivated to like you know post this this i need to get this tiktok up on my personal page like i need to get hype geeks logo change like i need to get all these podcasts on i gotta get all these podcasts like people in gotta grow the pot then gotta do all these crazy keyboard collabs. I got to get the next big influencer. Got to get money into the company. Then I got to like launch this other thing. Like I want to do crypto. I want to do like, but so the reason I'm all like trying to shoot from the hip and do all these things is I think it's because I just want to be successful so badly that I want to go a million miles a minute and try and get there as quick as possible. And then I get down on myself if I'm not doing that every day right? It's Mm -hmm. so unhealthy, but I don't know how to fix it. And so like, that's why I'm trying to do everything all the time at once as fast as possible. I'm trying to go Mm. a thousand miles an hour with the foot to the pedal onto the ground. And the reason that I want that success, one of the reasons, aside from like 
a myriad of a list of things is is probably I think it's probably because it's linked to I want I don't know if I should say this but I I want people to think that I am special does that make sense like I'm a successful mm. person like I have a gift of some kind or something but then I mm. realized that anytime someone has ever said that to me it was so fleeting it never really changed my perception of myself right, right. and it I also didn't really care to hear it I was like why is this person saying this to me it feels weird to hear that so then I was like okay well that feeling of someone should I even be saying about saying this stuff? I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I think you're on the right path. It's it, it's it's a realization. I feel like what you're saying, though, is something that a lot of people can relate to. Okay. So I don't think that it's anything out of the realm. And if you're if you're fine sharing it because it is personal, then you could go off. Uh, yeah. I can tell you for a fact that it's something I could relate to as well. So. Yeah, I think you've, we've talked about this before. It, mm-hmm. So then I was just like, okay, if I don't, if people saying that to me doesn't change my feeling of how I feel then how do I convince myself that I'm special? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, maybe it's like listing off mentally my accomplishments that I've been able to achieve. But then that process is, again, comparing myself to other people, right? Right. So I'm still using outside feedback to change my perception of myself as opposed to figuring out a way to just be happy with myself, right? Yeah, yeah. So now the point that I got to in my meditation, what I was writing was, and before it ended was like, okay, so it seems like I need to derive my happiness from outside of my business and success and self, like I, my, my own self-fulfillment needs to come outside of all of this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's from a new hobby. Like I, I want to start rock climbing maybe, or like take up French or like start designing art i really like learning like setting aside an hour of my time in the morning to just learn about things that i'm interested in but that also comes at a sacrifice to the business and all this shit that i want to do so maybe that's how i fix it so that then taking this all the way back to the beginning which is like trying to find the root of this dissatisfaction irritation then I won't be looking at our Instagram every day to see if the high ground follower account is going up. I won't feel this enormous pressure to be posting on TikTok and then feeling shitty that I didn't do it. I won't feel this pressure of posting on our Instagram. I won't feel this pressure of like having to go super fast with the podcast, do all this pressure of raising money because I'm not checking and making sure, okay, I'm happy today because we got this many followers and no one said some shit on our Instagram, right? So like... I think this is where this was a breakthrough and I think that I have to reframe where I get this this feeling from. So. Yeah. So reframing from, I have can relate, but I have some wisdom on this if you guys are open to hearing it. Reframing where you derive that happiness is one thing. It's great to expand it and create some hobbies that are just for yourself and not for anyone else. But when it comes to your business, something that is a majority of your life, you have to, it's not something you could avoid just through those hobbies, right? You have to reframe where you derive your happiness from the business. It can't be just ignoring it and always accepting the fact that, oh, I'm only happy because I'm doing better than someone or because this person is doing worse. Or because it's successful or we're or like selling a bunch of keyboards or we got right. the complex, like, right? Like the things that, like we said in this podcast, that made us happiest through this year was deciding to do this e-commerce business in its own because that's what made us happy, right? So we have to keep remembering that 
when it comes to other people's successes or other people's failures, what they do and what they aren't able to do doesn't make what we do better or worse. What does that mean? So say some say you're like it happens all the time. My friend is doing better than me, right? He is doing this business or he's doing this job that has way more money. Yeah. Does his success cause me to does does that his success make me any worse, right? Relative to him, he might look down on me if he's a shit friend, right? Right. But him doing well isn't the reason why I'm not doing well. And him right. and him not doing well right? We tend to do this. We put our friends down or we put other people down to make ourselves feel better, right? Say a friend is struggling and we see ourselves like, oh shit, because he's struggling. It must mean I'm doing well, but it doesn't. It's all relative, right? Relative to yourself, you're still where you're at regardless of who you're pairing yourself up to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But so then you're basically saying like compare yourself to yourself as opposed to other people, which is something that I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that like comparing yourself to other people is just it's what your mind likes to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. The only time you should do that is if you use it as your own motivation, but you don't use it as like the reason why you're doing something, right? If you're doing this because you want to be just as good as your friend, you're going to get there, right? And then you're going to see your other friend who's doing even better and you're going to try to get there and you're just never going to be happy. Right. So it's always about reframing how like where you're getting that happiness and it's truly just doing what you like because if you're doing what you like it doesn't matter if you're unsuccessful or you are successful that like you're just gonna be happy doing what you do yeah but it's not in order for me to do what i like the thing needs to be successful or else we're we're not able to do it anymore that's the that's the thing that i struggle with like you remember how zen i was mm pre-launch and post-launch and then Mm -hmm. now i'm like don't even know how to get back to that you know? Well, that well, it's good that you're motivated by keeping this alive, right? Because you're yeah. doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for other people. Like you, you have to always. If your mind starts to go towards that place, what I like to do is just think about that. Like their but, success and failures don't make me any different than what I'm currently doing. Because I'd be doing this anyways. Like every drop, though. Like if it doesn't work, then we can't do this anymore. That's that's mm-hmm. why. That's what irritates me when it's not like blowing up, right? or it's what do you get what i'm saying like that that's mm-hmm. what i'm feeling mm-hmm. does that make sense no it, it makes sense but like that's good though because you're we're thinking you're thinking about me and the business and yourself right that's that's what should be motivating you the fact you want to keep this alive but then if it's motivating because you're seeing someone else do better which it seems like that could be an issue because it looks like it sounds like what is unhealthy for you is you comparing yourself to other people then that's never the case that should never be the case and it's not something you could change overnight right but like like i said all you have to do is realize that like they're what they're doing doesn't change what you're going to do right the decisions we made for our business every day so far wasn't because we looked at other people and said i want to do this because i want to be better than them that's because we did it because we thought our community would like it in my mind i'm actually not like you may have like taken what i've said and and like are really over indexing on the comparing myself to other people thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not so much that it's really like, I want this to be so big so we can do everything that we want to do. You know Got what it. I'm saying? Got it. Mm-hmm. And when it's not that, that's when I get irritated or dissatisfied. Like I want mm-hmm. the podcast to be fucking amazing. So we have so many people that are watching the podcast, that are listening to it. We have amazing guests. 
and we've built this massive media empire, like a complex type thing. And I want High Ground to be so big that we can collab with these crazy brands, do amazing products, and be in like every person's room, right? I want it mm-hmm. to be massive. I want it to be known around the world, right? Right. So got it. Got like, it. it's when, such a stress of being of making it successful. Got it. Got yeah, it. yeah. So when it's not that, when I look at the Instagram, and like mm. it's going, it's look. To be fair, it's going great. We're doing really, really well. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. like, how do we be like fucking hundred thousand followers in like even faster time period, right? Like I'm. That's mm-hmm. why I shoot from the hip and I try and do everything. Because so I'm like, this might be every new thing is a possibility of hockey stick growth. And like, let's try every new platform and every new maneuver. So now maybe you understand a little bit more actually why I think the way that I do is because I'm yeah. just trying to get hockey stick in everything so we can get to where we want to be as fast as possible. So it. it's not so like I got over the comparing myself to other people thing when mm-hmm. I had that Zen state on the launch got it right now the next thing that i'm dealing with is i don't know what you would call this right i just maybe didn't do a good job of explaining it when i explained the meditation thing but i'm past that yeah yeah got it yeah it well anyways that advice applies to a lot of our users and honestly it's me speaking from my own experiences with that same struggle so regardless i think people could use some wisdom from that but what you're going through, I think, is completely fair. The in terms yeah. of like you wanting that like exponential growth and just trying to do everything it takes to get there. I want it fast as the, possible. Yeah. It's the reason we do what we do, right? It's it's yeah. that it's yeah. That's that's the thrill of doing this. If we had no ideas and we were just struggling to find out what would work next, then yeah, this wouldn't be fun. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's great. But at the same time, we should be just like like I wouldn't I wouldn't even like. I, I wouldn't even discredit you in saying that you're not happy with what we have, right? It's like yeah. we are very happy and like every drop, even if like whenever we sell out, obviously it's massive and we fucking celebrate that shit. And like, again, like when it comes to you and your followers, like I'm more in charge of like the the sales side of things. So I am exactly the same as you. When we run ads, I am constantly refreshing yeah. our Shopify every fucking day. Yeah. And the days, and I was telling Russ in this, the days that we have less sales than the last day, then like that day is just worse for me. Nothing has changed in my life in my lifestyle. I wake up, I go to the gym, I eat the same fucking food every single day. I sit at the same <laughs> desk, but somehow it's just I feel different. worse about myself. Yeah. It's just different. Like you get a couple less sales, and it, it's insane how that works. So yeah. this is probably yeah, like it, a like a thing that startups experience is like. Every, once you every get to zero time. to one, there's probably this conversation in every like company yeah you know yeah yeah but it's it's a stress that like it's there but i i've learned to manage it and i feel like you do a pretty good job too we're just kind of share sharing the the struggles i think that's what people can relate a lot to because we don't want to just have a podcast where we tell you guys this how fucking well we did yeah you guys are shit we're way better yeah (laughs) it's it's good for you guys to hear it's also um, like really the only time realistic side yeah it's also really like one of the only times that Kat and I are like able to do long form discussion about whatever we want to talk about. Cause usually that yeah. time is reserved for us to work on the business. Right. Mm-hmm. So like setting aside this time to then talk like this like, yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. So yeah. you guys got to hear a therapy session between Kat and I just unscripted. a little more vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And the main thing, and I think I, we even said this in the last Dude, fuck. I'm sorry, but like, 
I was about to say, so make sure you share this with all your friends because I'm still thinking like, yo, ha- like <laughs> this is great content. Hopefully, it'll get us more listeners onto the podcast. You're already thinking about the That's clips that we problem, <laughs> bro. Yes, dude. So it's like, fuck, man. Because if I don't do that, then it, none of that will happen. So I don't yeah. – it's like toxic. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the only way to combat that and like my addiction to our Shopify, your addiction to the followers and the content is – yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me it, just clarify. Success. Yeah. Yeah. Addiction to success. Even the, I mean, the good thing is that we like to celebrate the small victories, right? If I get one more sale than the last day, I'm celebrating that. I'm happy about it. But your happiness can't be relying on that. Well, that's and, why I was saying, like, it. Maybe it's through other hobbies. Like instead of yeah, you know, maybe I'm yeah. happy because I'm rock climbing and I'm in the moment or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I think when when I frame it as doing what I like and I'm improving every single day, then it keeps me going for sure. Okay. And I haven't really dove like super mentally deep into it, um, but that that is something I constantly think about. Like, yeah, it's even hard to dissect because even like I was literally just about to say like even when I think about me compared to what other people are doing, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. But I shouldn't even be thinking like of- about. In that, comparison right, to other to people, make you right? motivated, right? Yeah, I was really gonna say, like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm doing what I like, right? Some people are doing what they don't like, but then, right? Boom, you've fallen into this trap of comparison, trap. yeah, yeah. So, it's easy to, as human beings, you it's you have to look at other people to see, like, it gives you a benchmark, sure. And um, both me and Russin have never worked corporate jobs, right? So, we haven't had an understanding of okay, this is the standard amount you're supposed to do of work between nine to five. That's like, a whole other thing, yeah. That's a whole other thing, yeah. but like, even then, it's like, if I knew I was just outputting a fuck ton of work, and like, compared to what, like, a standard person, I'm like, okay, I'm an efficient person in society, and I'm, I'm doing my gr- thing, this is good. Yeah, I'm grinding, like, I'm doing... But for for all, all we know, like, we can just be fucking shitheads, not yeah. producing anything, because <laughs> we're doing, like, a fourth of the work of what normal people there do. There could be people out there that are working... They're way more productive over the course of the amount of hours that Kat and I work, right? That's what I think about. I'm like, or we could be like way off the far end because we're only thinking about this for 95% of our lives. That's a whole different conversation. (laughs) Yeah, with that, we can go deep into that one. Yeah, was that like, you know, it's hard not to compare yourself to others in certain scenarios. And I guess that's just like the the core problem, the kind of the moral of this, this conversation is just like, just deriving the happiness doing what we like and we we you know we're saying this as like informing you guys that it's a constant struggle that everyone has and we found ways to combat it and we're constantly trying to do it because it's not something that i don't think anyone could like figure out right i feel like people are motivated by other people all the time yeah it's not something that we've mastered it's not something you'll master overnight but just to know that's normal that's it yeah yeah i think that's a good place to end it yeah i think no one should talk about yeah I mean, I mean, we have topics that we were going to bring Ariane in for, but, you know, it's like a 50-minute pod. Um, right. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. I'll just really quickly tell you guys, Cyberpunk is collabing with Fragment Design, which is f- hype as fuck. Supreme and Mortal Kombat collabed and made an arcade machine. Chinatown Market collabed with FaZe Clan. Yeah, that's pretty much it, dude. That's all the Hype Geek shit. It's the Hype Geek podcast. We'll be back in like two weeks. And yeah, it's not a long time. Keep just... Yeah. Stay in tune with our socials. We'll be posting. Yeah, like, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Like you can fucking <laughs> talk to us yeah. there. It's not a big deal. Okay.
that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow at HypeGeek. And um, if this was insightful, share it with your friends. I had to say it. I mean, like, it's just part of the, it's part of the craft. It's part of it. Yeah. yeah.